Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the podcast about movies, video games, comics, and random geek things that pop into my head that week. Today, we are trying something new for the show. We're going to try to segment it up into more concentrated segments. So, what it's going to be like is we're going to start off with what's happening, where I talk about my week, tell some anecdotes, have a little fun with that. Then we're going to scooch on into news of interest. So we'll talk about some news stories that I liked that week and we'll go from there. We'll just have some conversations about it and what I think my opinions on them. And then we'll go into topic of the week where I take a topic and I dive into it a little bit for maybe 10 to 15 minutes, maybe longer, who knows. Uh, Some weeks I may ask for questions and that'll be the topic. Some weeks I might have this very serious topic and some weeks I might just talk about farting in games. Who knows? That one's more open for interpretation, but I find that when I listen to podcasts that having a little bit more organization and a little bit more of a flow to each episode makes it that much more interesting. And I want to keep these shows to around 30 minutes to an hour. And I would say 35 minutes to 40 minutes is a sweet spot. But who knows? They could be shorter. They could be longer. It's just kind of my fun hobby I like to do. So that's enough for housekeeping. Let's get into the actual show this week. And the very first segment we have is, what's happening? Well, that was probably very irritating to your ears. I apologize. It's what's happening. So this week, I kind of want to talk about my GameStop.com experience I had the other day. So what happened was GameStop.com had this promotion, or GameStop in general had this promotion, where it was 4 for $10, any game, $4.99 or less. So what I do... Like you do when you're a little bit crazy and you just want to try. I, just, I wanted to fill up my collection a bit more with some of these cheaper titles. Some of these titles I never got to try on PS3. I think there were some DS and Wii titles in there. So I did. As I went through the store, I went through almost... I, I don't know if I went through all the pages, but I went through a lot of the pages. It was like over a thousand pages. But I loaded my cart up with 40 games. So do the math. It's fairly simple math. It's... Uh, with the power-ups rewards, you get 50 cents extra off per game, or at least on the website. So it ended up being $2 a game. So it was like $82 after tax, or 82 something after everything. Actually, I think it came out to 86 with tax. Anyway, 86 bucks, 40 games. I like, cool, good idea. Good deal. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. And... What I did is I went to the cart and I'm trying to check out. I go to PayPal because I like to use PayPal. It's very easy. You just put your sign in information and it fills it out for you and it processes your payment. So I did all that work sitting there. Each time I click on this site, this site is terrible, guys. GameStop.com is one of the slowest sites that I've used in a long time. It's very, very slow, very unintuitive. The cart is terrible. So say you go to any other site, say Amazon, whatever. You want to delete your stuff fast. It'll delete it fast. You can delete, 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 delete. It it doesn't take you to another page, nothing else. It's right there. It's basically plug and play, very fast, very fluid to use the cart. Like if you want to change the amount, say you have Amazon and you accidentally hit five. Let's say you're buying USB wire or whatever. You buy five USB wires, you instantly can change it to one. It'll, like that, it'll change it to one. When you're on the GameStop site, say I click something a couple times by accident, I have it in my cart, you have to change the number. Then you click update, or you change the number, you hit enter, whatever, refresh the page. It's sitting there forever. Sometimes it doesn't even connect to the cart again. So it just took me forever to even get the 40 games into my cart. Let's just say at first. Because of the site. It's so slow and terrible. 
and doing the processing and actually buying the games was a pain in the ass as well because every time i tried a different payment method method starting with the paypal method it would just say call this number this is un you can't do this basically it was blocking me from doing it it had like an error message on it so i was pretty frustrated already so what i did is i called the 1-800 number and i go through all the stupid automated systems and then I get finally connected to this lady, and she has a foreign accent. Hey, nothing against foreign accents, but this lady was rude. Uh, she didn't want to listen to what I had to say. First up, I told her I had 40 games in my cart. She didn't want to. She she was like, "How many games?" I was like, 40. 40? 14? Four? I'm like, four D, four zero, 40. Well, sir, you can't have 40 games in your cart. It has to be 10 only. 10's the limit. And I was like, okay, because I have never seen a limit on GameStop carts. Because I actually, I think it's been almost two years, but they had the sale on PS2 games. And I put like 45, 50 games in there. And it was fine. And I purchased it and it came to my house. Of course, most of them were disc only, like they love to do. But, you know, it still worked. That, that payment still worked at that time so i guess since then they changed their policy but for me when i'm looking at the car i didn't see anything so that's why i told her i said hey well it doesn't say it anywhere here it didn't limit me when i added these to the car it didn't have any flags it didn't say anything negative is there any way you can just process this for me it's in my car like i'm doing the payment right now can you just process it for me no sir we cannot do that we cannot do that like that i was like okay i was being very kind i was being as calm as I could be. I wasn't being rude. I didn't yell at her. Her voice started getting more agitated and more irritated because I couldn't, our phone started cutting in and out. So I'm like, ma'am, can you please help me? Sir, I am helping you. This is all I can do. You have to delete, delete 30 of those and then re and then do separate orders for each. And I was like, well, for me, the site's very slow. So this is going to take two to three hours of my day. Can, is there any way I can just process the, the, the games i want to buy games from you i want to buy these 40 games please just process this for me she's like sir i can't process this for you blah 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 and she's like yelling at me i'm just like at this point i'm not listening to her i'm like ma'am i just need this to get done and what happened is after i said that as i heard some static and then i just heard nothing she hung up on me she hung up on a customer so i'm sitting here at my desk just pissed like Okay, don't get mad. Try let's try this again. I tried to do the payments a couple more times, so I called the number one last time. The second lady that I got connected to, she was actually pretty polite though. I have to admit, there are some nice people at these call centers. But the first lady, I was like, man, why do people act like this? I know that they deal with annoyed customers all day. But I'm sitting here trying to give the company eighty dollars for their games. You know, I'm trying to buy games from them. I'm trying to use their store and get some of their stock out of their warehouses because I know that's why they have this crazy sale in the first place. So I'm actually trying to, you know, be a customer. Just let me be a customer. That's why it's annoying. Anyway, the second lady that I talked to, she she was very polite and she told me that I need to email bulk orders at GameStop.com. And uh, I did that. And I put all my games that I wanted to buy in there. Uh, mostly like, I think it was mostly like PS3, Wii, and DS. I think I said that already, but uh, they're $4.99 and under, you know, nothing great. There's some cool games in there. Like, I think the 2008 Prince of Persia game is pretty cool, and that was in there. Saboteur, that's a cool PS3 game. Just some games to fill in some holes that I have in my uh, last-gen stuff. And, you know, it's always nice to have a nice collection for a system that you don't play that often and you go hmm i haven't played my ps3 in a while what game do i want oh i got like six new games for it cool which one do i want to try you know it's nice to have some more variety so that's the reason i was doing it in the first place because it's fun but yeah i i sent the email to the bulk orders at gamestop and they never got back to me and it's been since sunday and it's thursday now yeah so it's been five days say four business days and they told me 24 hours so nothing uh, i sent them an email yesterday and i still haven't got anything i'll check it after this who knows 
but yeah, that that's that story. It was just annoying. What we ended up doing really is I just went to a couple of my local game stops in. I picked up about eight of those games. I think there's a couple that weren't those games, but we got eight games from that for, I think it ended up being like 20-ish, a little bit less, like 19 bucks for eight games. It's not bad, you know, $2 each. So, I mean, I got a couple of good ones. I don't think anything too amazing because, you know, I'm just going with whatever they have and it's better. It was nicer to look through their entire catalog online and pick actually what I wanted, but going to the stores was pretty fun too. So, yeah, a little bit of frustrating GameStop stuff. Um, I'm not going to stop shopping for with GameStop because I just go where the deals are when I'm buying games, especially if it's not newer stuff. So, but it was a frustrating experience. And I just wish that stuff like that didn't happen. It kind of just like makes you feel, at least for me, it makes me feel like why even bother with GameStop ever? You know, when I get this this annoying thing, I should be able to process 40 games. It's not, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it's not really that that much. I mean, really, especially when it's just stuff they don't care about. They Most of the stuff probably wouldn't even have a case with it. They don't care about cases anyway. So, yeah. All right, I'm done with that story. <laughs> also, uh, this week I've been playing a lot of Splatoon 2. Um, my history with Splatoon is I actually played a lot of the wii u game maybe like 20 hours i guess that's not a lot for some people 20 hours something like that i got to like maybe like level 20 ish maybe 18 um played some of the single player and i just kind of fell off i think other stuff came out i think that might be the year witcher came out because i know when i got when the witcher 3 came out i played like 80 hours of that so maybe it was that year i don't remember right now but neither here nor there splatoon 2 is killer guys uh, it's it's an it's a great time i've been enjoying playing the game i've been enjoying discovering the new maps and i've been enjoying trying out the new weapons there's some new weapons that weren't in the original game uh there i've been enjoying customizing my equipment and finding new ways to play because there's like little uh power-ups that you can get on your clothes that you wear it's, it's really cool and I haven't actually had a uh, chance to try the Salmon Run. I saw some gameplay of that recently, and I'm just, I'm pretty hyped to try that. Splatoon 2, it's recommended. I I love it a lot, and using it with the Pro Controller, it just feels so good. That Pro Controller is just... It's one of my favorite controllers right now. I don't know if it's my favorite ever, because I haven't used it a long time, but I really like using it. I, w- I would recommend, if you're going to be playing Splatoon or any type of like action game on your Switch... I, rec- I, re- I really do recommend the Pro Controller. Uh, the Joy-Con grip is pretty good. Uh, the thumbsticks are just a little too short for me, personally. I bet if I mess with sensitivity, I could get used to it. But the Pro Controller, just those, those thumbsticks, they have really nice movement. And they have a lot of uh, nuance to them. And I feel like it really helps out with Splatoon. Um, I was I was having a great time. Just regular Turf War, I think I got like a 15 kills in a 3-minute match. That's incredible so to me i mean i'm sure someone else can get more but i was happy we won like an 85 percent to 25 what is it 20 15 percent wow terrible at math apparently <laughs> but yeah that's that's why i've been really playing i've been playing some tune 2 and obviously enjoying it i played crash uh insane trilogy recently and i bought it when he came out and I have a lot of nostalgia for the Crash games. Uh, the one I like the most, and it's still to this day the one I like the most, is Crash 2. Uh, Crash 1, I remember hating the ending levels when I was a kid, and I still hate them. Obvious, honestly, really, if you want me to be honest. Uh, there's these levels where there's this bridge. And it's just a bridge, and it's just like really precise platforming. You're platforming very, very... It's like a rhythm. You know, you just jump, jump 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 bounce jump jump it's like you have to do it just right and the thing about the original crash game even on this new game even though the new game's kind of retooled a bit it's the jumping's very imprecise it's very floaty at times and it's very hard to land where you want to land like i'd say 60 percent of the time a little more than half the time it's like you feel like you're going to land on this exact spot but you just miss and it happens over and over again, and it's just very frustrating. So Crash 1, especially on this bridge level, I just kind of gave up there. Uh, I th- I thought I was going to actually beat that game because I'm that's pretty close to the end. 
But hey, whatever. It is what it is. I'll probably go back to it and try to beat it again. But I was very frustrated. I uh, played through a lot of Crash 2 though. And I feel like that game is a good balance between Crash 1 and Crash 3. So when I say that, Crash 2 is fun platforming. It has some gimmicks to it. But it actually has a nice ramp up in difficulty. So the earlier stages are pretty... They're solidly hard, and you go up a level, and it gets a little more hard and harder and harder. And when you get to the top, it's it's just really hard. So it actually ramps up its difficulty properly. When you play Crash 1, you'll play a level. Oh, that was an easy level. And then you play another level. Oh, that one was extremely long and hard for no reason. Next level. Oh, that took me like 10 seconds. You know, it's just, it's just very inconsistent. And I feel like Crash 2, when it comes to that, going from easier to hard it actually has a really nice scale on it and uh crash 3 is great too and it does that but they try to add power-ups to it there's too much fluff in that game they try to add all these vehicle levels that don't really work and none of them are really that good and then they add these power-ups like this triple spin and like a double jump it just kind of breaks the game and it breaks the simplicity of the game in my opinion so i feel like crash 2 is just the best crash game that's my opinion and if you have other thoughts, let me know in the comments or on Twitter. Next up, we got... What else did we do this week? I, I feel like we did some other stuff. Oh, I watched Game of Thrones. Yes, guys. If you guys haven't watched Game of Thrones, I know it's been said to death and everybody tells you to watch it. Uh, I don't think it's for everybody. But I would say give a, give a couple episodes a try and try to get into it because I feel like it's one of the best TV shows ever. Uh, the production value is out of this world. The action's incredible. It's intense. You get into the action. You get into the characters. You get into the story and the drama. They're slow episodes, but the episodes that could would normally be boring in another TV show. You're just sit there. You're so I'm just so enthralled in what's going on. I'm just I just want to know. I just like oh my god, this is so good. They're just talking like about whatever, but I'm just like I'm just so interested. It's just really it's a really good show, Game of Thrones, and I'm glad it's back. And Rick and Morty is coming back soon. I'm stoked for that. But that's coming in a, couple, in a week or two. <coughs> Pardon me. we also been watching uh, Legend of Korra. I bought the Blu-rays and we're on the last season of that. I really enjoyed both of those shows. Uh, there's Avatar The Last Airbender. We watched that first. I've watched it before, but I rewatched it with her. And then now I'm watching Korra, which is like a sequel show to that. And it's a it's a really good it's like a it's a western anime, and uh, this this show is a lot more action packed than the original Avatar show, but I've been enjoying it a lot. So um, I think that's it for what's what's happening this week. So we're gonna go to the next segment, which I'm still getting used to. We'll get into the swing of things as it goes on, but the next segment is <clears throat> let me let me get ready. New no 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 no. News of interest. News of interest. Yes. Okay. I hope that sounded good. If I figure it out, I'm going to put some kind of jingle there, I think. So that should have sounded pretty cool, hopefully. But anyway, this week, uh, the last couple of weeks, we had a couple of conventions. We had Disney, the D23 convention, where they announced Kingdom Hearts, a new Kingdom Hearts world. For me, a little backstory just for a second. Kingdom Hearts is a cool... I like the show, uh, the series. I remember when I was a kid, I was like eight. And I saw it in a Funko Land. I was like super stoked. I was like, man, this looks so cool. What is this game? You know, I was playing the first stage. And then I noticed it was like between the first stage and when you go into the Disney thing. And I sat there for like three hours playing it. Because at the Funko Land in uh, Seattle, where I'm, where I'm originally from... They had kiosks in the front where they would actually put any game in that you wanted to try and you could try it. So someone had Kingdom Hearts going and it was already on that part where it went to Disneyland or Disney World. And then I saw Donald, Mickey, Goofy and all them. And I was just blown away. I'm like, what? You know, I was so excited. I just loved the concept of a hack and slash game with Disney characters. And then they threw Final Fantasy characters. At the time, I didn't know about the Final Fantasy characters as much. I had played probably eight or nine by then. But now I just love the references. And it's a it's such a weird mashup. But it works in its own weird way. 
So for me, I love Kingdom Hearts. I know that a lot of people think they're terrible games or some people don't really like them as much. I've only played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 extensively. I've tried some of the spin-offs, weird named ones. But anyway, I, I was watching the D23. They had this little games, games conference thing. They didn't really show a whole lot of stuff. They showed like a little VR game that looks kind of not that good. And uh, they showed more Spider-Man. That's about it. They didn't really show a whole lot. But then they showed Kingdom Hearts. And it just started with Andy's bedroom from Toy Story. And my little inner child just freaked out. And then my adult self freaked out. And I'm just, I was so beside myself. I was so happy. I was like just screaming, yes, yes. I was so happy uh, seeing the trailer, <laughs> seeing Diz, seeing Donald and Goofy and uh, Sora inside of Andy's room as little toys talking to the Toy Story characters. It blew my eight-year-old self that played those games in a Funko Land's mind. <laughs> I was so just stoked, you know. Uh, so, needless to say, I am really happy and for them adding Pixar to the world. And I'm hoping they're going to do some more creative stuff with Kingdom Hearts. Because that's like 50 to 75% of the draw for me is seeing the new worlds that they add. And just how creative they can be with the storylines and it's apparently set after toy story 2 so it actually is canon which is even more insane to me that they have all this crazy kingdom hearts lore they're they're insane but hey why not it, it's going to be a lot of fun uh also at, at uh, d23 they had some wreck it ralph 2 info and it, it looks weird it's uh about him going to the internet and apparently there's this website they go to a disney website and they had the disney princesses being guarded by stormtroopers i know sounds weird and dumb but i liked wreck it ralph one a lot and i i feel like it's a really fun movie and the references in it were nice and it didn't feel like it was just a reference fest or anything and it kind of had its own story and it had its own games that it that uh the characters were from so it wasn't just like Mario, Mario, Disney, you know, just like constantly in your face with references, which can be a good or a bad thing if you do it. Depends on how you do it. But Wreck-It-Ralph 1, I felt like was a pretty good movie. So hopefully they don't ruin it with all this, you know, me, me, internet humor or whatever. So I'm cautiously optimistic about Wreck-It-Ralph 2, but I wouldn't say I'm excited for it. I think it could possibly be a good movie, but... We haven't even really seen any footage. I just read some actual footage, but I had read some synopsis for what they showed there. Um, I think that's about it for D23. Besides the Star Wars footage, they showed like a little vignette with all the uh, how they like a little making of two minute clip of different animatronics and how they make some of the characters and some of the actors, you know, getting ready and all this stuff. They did this for the last two new star wars movies and i think they have kind of a cool process where they do a teaser where it's just kind of like you know a simple couple minutes one and one and a half minute teaser to set the tone and then they have oh this is the next thing where they show oh here's some making of and then the the new trail the next trailer should be pretty soon where they actually show a nice full trailer two and a half three minutes whatever and I hope they don't give too much away because that's been a problem recently. But I feel like Star Wars has done it right so far. So hopefully they don't screw it up this time. And hopefully this next trailer will be when we can pre-order tickets. Because I'm excited. Now I'm going to buy some IMAX tickets for that for sure. Um, I think that's it for D23. We're going to zoom ahead a little bit to the next week for San Diego Comic Con. Where they showed, yeah, they showed a Ready Player One trailer. Uh, Sierra was showing me the book in the background reminding me uh, they had the Ready Player One trailer which I thought was actually pretty cool um, for me Ready Player One it, it's kind of a divisive divisive book divisive one of the two I, it's like one of those words I see writ, written out all the time but I literally have barely ever said it out loud divisive but anyway you know what I mean some people love it some people hate it I'm kind of in the middle I think it's kind of a, just a really fun read when i read it i just had a blast going through it uh it has a lot of pop culture references it does lay it on very thick like 
bam, 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 Ferris Bueller, War Games, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just like throws everything at you. And I thought it was actually a fun read, though. I enjoyed the story, and I enjoy that to get through part of it, they had to do a joust tournament and stuff. I thought it was an actually a pretty cool book. I liked it. But, of course, you know, I just... I get so in, into into stuff sometimes. So I, I recognize that it's not this literary great book. Like, this isn't the best book ever made or anything. But I enjoy it a lot. So I was hyped to see the trailer. I played the trailer and it had some cool different references. Like, there's Iron Giant in there. And I think I saw Deadpool and some other stuff. And I'm just worried that... It's going to be a mess. But they did get some of the look right. Like the original, in the first part, they show them in the stacks, which are trailers that are stacked up high, like really, really high on top of each other. And then they show like the Oasis, how you get into it. You have the virtual reality goggles and then the gloves. And I was like, okay, the look of that's pretty cool. But I just hope they don't just lay all these references too thick on you. But. <clears throat> I'm, I'm worried that it's going to be a terrible movie, but you never know. It might be a lot of fun because I enjoy the book for what it is. So hopefully when I watch that movie, I'm like, okay, that was a solid fun movie the way I feel about the book. So like, I'm not overly like in love with the book. So hopefully at least I get that a level of uh, appreciation for the movie. So ready player one, the trailer, uh, I would say it was pretty solid. Not fantastic, but decent. So what else did they show? They showed the Thor trailer, Thor Ragnarok trailer. I, I love me a good Marvel movie, guys. I love me a good comic book movie. And there have been some stinkers recently. But Marvel's been kind of on a decent incline like since uh, Ultron. I think Ultron was the one a low point, And then since then, they've actually been going back up again. Um... I enjoyed, uh, I really, really enjoyed these two that came out this year so far. So we had Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It just, it was, it was such a different but great sci-fi story. And then we had Spider-Man, which is just the best Spider-Man movie, period. Uh, we can debate it. I think Spider-Man 2 is pretty close. The original Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 is pretty close. But I think Spider-Man Homecoming is the best Spider-Man movie ever made. So it's kind of hard for me to be like, Oh, Marvel's not been doing good recently because that Spider-Man movie kind of blew me away. I really, really enjoyed it. So we got the trailer for Thor Ragnarok that comes out in November. And it is insane looking, guys. They have Hulk, Thor fighting in a coliseum on some crazy planet. We have Hulk talking like a normal Hulk. We have freaking, uh, what's her name? I think her name's, oh, what is her name? She's the god of death. I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. I've seen her in comics. Damn, it's really annoying me when I can't think of a specific name. But, you know, of course, in the first trailer, they show her shattering the hammer. And in this trailer, they show her just having this huge legion of, like, crazy like the army. And the style is just bombastic. It's in your face. Insanely, like, 80s. It, it feels so much like the 80s. Like, I don't know why, though. I don't understand why it feels so much like the 80s, like that 80s, like, grit and gringe, uh, grime. Is that what I'm looking for? That, that grittiness, that realness. Like, I don't know. It just has that 80s action movie feel to it with modern sci-fi splashed together, like, put together into this. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to describe this trailer. You should go watch it. It's just, it's just great, guys. It, it I would say it is a golden era for superhero movies. I mean, there have been some really good superhero movies, especially this year. We had Wonder Woman, Logan, and Spider-Man, and Guardians, and this is a great time to just be a fan of those characters. I, I, when I grew up, I never was huge into comics, honestly. I got into them when I was a teenager, and since then, I've just been loving the movies and when they as as they come out. So. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Thor. It's it's going to be good. I think I I have no doubt that it's going to be good. I I have no doubt that at least when I go in there and when I come out, I will have enjoyed that movie, which I cannot say for Thor: Dark World, which I did not like. So hopefully it's good. 
Uh, last thing I can think of for San Diego Comic-Con would be the Avengers trailer, which we have not seen. They have they actually got leaked, but I kind of refuse to watch the quality. It's horrible. Um, yeah, it, it sounds awesome. Uh, they have, I know they said something about Thanos throwing a planet. I just want to see the footage, guys. Release the trailer, please. Oh, and yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. Uh, I want to see it for myself. I I saw some descriptions. I'm not going to go too deep into them, but yeah, Thor, I mean, Infinity War sounds ridiculous and I hope it's good. It sounds just, just the idea of Thanos having the gauntlet with all the Infinity Gems in there, throwing a planet at the Avengers. Come on, come on. You can't get more hype than that. (laughs) Um, also for me, I, uh, there was one little tiny thing that was kind of for me and as Sierra, we really like the show Steven universe. I actually plan to do some stuff on that on the channel, uh, pluggity plug, I guess, <laughs> but we, they announced the new vinyl. So I ordered the vinyl, uh, it was, has all the music from the show and, uh, they announced some stuff for the new, the new episodes that are coming out. I love Steven Universe. It's one of the best Cartoon Network shows. It's one of the best cartoons that you would consider for kids that's out, in my opinion. Uh, Rick and Morty would probably be the show that I would say is like the adult cartoon I like the most. And Steven Universe would be the one, the kids show that's cartoon that I would like the most. It's, it's, an, it's a really great show. And it has a lot of heart and great music and great characterizations. Uh, we will be talking about Steven Universe more on this channel and more in podcast form, I'm sure, in the future. But yeah, I really enjoyed watching the panel. I watched some of that panel. It was pretty good. And uh, they got me hyped for DuckTales too because there was some news that DuckTales has Darkwing Duck in it. What? <laughs> Darkwing Duck? Oh man, I loved Darkwing, Darkwing Duck as a kid and DuckTales. And just has, I, I don't know how they're going to make it work. But they showed some concept art when they were talking about DuckTales of Darkwing Duck and that new art style for that new DuckTales that's coming on Disney XD. I was just, oh my god, I was so high on that news. I was like, yes. And then they announced Rocco's Modern Life trailer. They had like a little teaser to show Rocco's Modern Life. They're like, oh, we're not in the 90s anymore. There's like iPhone jokes and stuff. And it, it looks just like that. Rock was a modern life humor that I loved and I still love. And they just kind of continuing it on to like a new movie that's kind of based in the 2000s, you know, 2010s. That looks cool. And then uh, they showed the Hey Arnold trailer for the Jungle movie, which I cannot say I did not cry a little bit at. I was tearing up during that trailer because Hey Arnold touched me a lot as a kid and it's a very emotional show and it's it's just one of those shows that you that I will always love because it's just I don't know it it just means a lot to me and then to see all those characters back in HD and they were all in the same place and they and they were reminiscing about how great Arnold was and their adventures together and all this stuff I was I was tearing up I I loved it so all right that's uh <laughs> That was a long news uh, news of interest for this week. But there goes our second segment. This third segment, I'm going to keep a little shorter this week. But we are going to spin over to Topic of the Week. Topic of the Week. I might actually make myself little stingers for those or something. But for now, it's all a work in progress. So this week, I want to just talk about how much I love the Nintendo Switch, guys. The Nintendo Switch is one of my favorite consoles that has come out. I love the PS4 too, but that's not what we're talking about this week. We're talking about the Nintendo Switch and how ingenious it is. It's such a cool cool little system, guys. I, I was playing Splatoon 2 today. Okay, this is a good example. I'm playing it. It's playing smooth, 60 frames per second. Beautiful graphics, insanely good music, and... Just incredible, you know, resolution, 1080p. I mean, 1080p is great still, guys. I, I know 4K is coming out. People are getting on that 4K train. Uh, for me, it looks nice. 
1080p is good. I wouldn't say it's probably the best picture quality I've ever seen, but it looks great. Splatoon 2 is one of the, those games that just has a really great art style and the system makes it look great. And I'm sitting here playing it, right? With my Pro Controller. Like I said before, I love it. And I'm just thinking, this is coming out of a tablet. It's mind-blowing, right? Think about it. Think about the the concept. Okay, you go back even to the PS3 era and you tell... I'm just going to say for myself. I'll tell my past self. The PS3 is just coming out. I'm watching the Metal Gear Solid 4 trailer. Blown away, right? And then I hand hand them the Switch. Say, hey, you see the graphics right there? That Metal Gear Solid 4? That quality of graphics? This is a portable system that you can plug into your TV. And then you can take with you with graphics of that quality. And it's a tablet. And that's mind-blowing in of its, in and of itself. It's just... It's such a cool concept. When they announced it in January, everybody was kind of iffy about it. For me, I don't take it with me too much. But I am looking forward to vacations. And when I go up north again, uh, taking it with me uh, on the plane, uh, car rides. It's, it's such a cool idea. And the games have been awesome. There's so much stuff coming out this year. There's already been some stuff. The great Nintendo games already this year. I've, I I put a tweet on uh, I put a tweet out a few days ago, um, which got a bunch of Cartridge Club people talking about it. Um, it was about how I feel like Nintendo, the Nintendo Switch has one of the best lineups for the first year, and possibly will because we don't know what's going to happen after you know November really. So. it's a possibility that it will. I mean, there's other consoles that had fantastic lineups during their first year, but Nintendo's been killing it this year, if you think about it. We have... Let's just start from the beginning. We had Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Come on. Guys, you know this game's amazing. You've heard... I'm, I'm sure if you stuck around the internet these last few months, you hear so many people talk about Legend of Zelda. That game blew my mind. It's beautiful. It's It's just incredible guys the game the scope of the game the detail the world the graphics the art style the characters the the puzzles the boss fights i love that game so much i haven't even beat it yet it's just one of those games i love and i can turn it on and play for a little bit i can go on there today say oh i'm just going to do a couple shrines today and that's it and it takes like what maybe 35 minutes an hour, whatever, you know, it's, it actually has, it has a little bit of bite-sizedness to it, but definitely want to beat it before the end of the year, but I do love that game, it's, it's, it's a game I keep going back to, and, uh, after that, we had the next, a little bit later, we had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and that's just improving on an already amazing game by adding battle mode, and I played a lot of battle mode, well, I wouldn't say a lot, I played that game probably like an hour, so far, that's a game I just need to go back to. I really liked the battle mode and what I played of it so far. But that game, Mario Kart 8, I played a sh- just a shitload of on 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 this. Uh, I can't talk right now. <laughs> I can't talk right now. I'm on a podcast, but I can't talk. <laughs> uh, I played it on the Wii U a lot. Uh, Sierra loves Mario Kart, so that's one of the main reasons I bought it so that she can share it with me. But I. I'll, I play it, you know, when, whenever I have people to play with, and I love it. It's really fun. We have Splatoon 2. We have, what else is there? Arms. That game wasn't really for me. Um, I played the Test Punch, I think it was called. I played like a few rounds of that. I was like, eh, I'll get it if it comes on sale. You know, it's just not my kind of game. I know a lot of people get into that stuff, to that style of game. It's just not for me. So, but I can recognize that it's a great game it has a lot of depth to it and it has beautiful art design and really awesome characters i love the characters in it they're awesome they're really really creative and it's nice to see nintendo do new ips that aren't just the same old ips and actually have a really that that weird but fun art style they're really known for arms shows that a lot so splatoon 2 we talked about a little bit earlier so i'm not going to go too much into it but Definitely give that a shot if you have a, a Switch and you're kind of on the fence about it. It's a really fun shooter. And it's really fun with friends, too. Uh, I've actually never played 
I barely, rarely play games with friends, but um, since join, joining the Cartridge Club Discord, I've actually been talking to some people. I've only done it a few times, but I, I mean, the first when we had the Splatfest, we, it was like three hours straight, and I played with them, and it was a, a blast. So I'm looking forward to more of that in the future, uh, teaming up with people. The voice chat on the Switch, I can say, sucks, but it's like, all these games are so good, like, the... Like anything else, it has its faults. Like the PS4 has its faults. We can't change your usernames, and there's no backwards compatibility, and there's lots of day one patches, and blah, 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 when it comes to the PS4, you know? And I feel like that's one of the best platforms that's out right now. And then Switch. Oh, man. Excuse me, just a second. I'm going to take a drink. Apologize for that. I keep getting the hiccups. I feel like. Maybe I'm not breathing <laughs> enough or something. But the Switch has its issues. But honestly, it's one of those things that you think about the issues. If you focus on that, it's going to give you a sour time. But if you think about it like, man, I'm getting all these awesome games. That's how I feel like, how I feel about it. Like, I'm getting games regularly. There's Nintendo, uh, there's indie games constantly, guys. They had a Nintendo Nindy conference and it was like 50 games. And a lot of those haven't even come out yet. They're coming out before the end of the year. This game is getting stacked with a lot of really cool indie games. Um Axiom Verge is coming out for it. We have uh what else is there? There's there's a lot. And I'm like, "Oh, there's a lot. What's the other ones?" Uh, <laughs> uh, Ocean Horn just came out for it. I know some of these have been on other platforms, but then they had like um, just some cool stuff like Mr. Shifty that was exclusive there first. Uh, I think Bit Trip 3, Bit Trip Runner 3 is going to be exclusive, I think. And then uh, the River City Ransoms was River City Ransom. That's the name of it, is it? Retro City Ransom? That What is that? There's like this top down GTA game. Man. I cannot think of the name of it, but there's a game. The sequel to that's coming out for the Switch first. Man. Wow, I hate it when I cannot think of something. Retro City Ram Rampage? Ra Ransom? Rampage? I don't really know. If you guys know, let me know, because I'm just like, what is that called? I'm going to think about it later and be frustrated. But anyway, there's a lot of really cool stuff coming out when it comes to indie, indie games, too. So this system is great for those type of games, too. Think about it this way, you have a game, let's just, for example, like, oh, Binding of Isaac came out for it, I bought that, just say, okay, I want to do one run, you can do a run, um, one playthrough, just, you know, on the go, and that's it, it's a little bite-sized little gameplay moment, um, it's just nice to be able to say, this is a console experience, and I can take it with me, it's just, it's so simple, but so great, it's, it gives you a lot of freedom. Uh, we also have some some more great games coming out this year. We have the Mario and Rabbids crossover, which looks weird but fun. Like I, I was so surprised when I watched that Ubisoft conference and they showed the gameplay for the first time. I was like, "What the hell is this? Is this is XCOM? It's like baby. It's like I almost said baby's first XCOM, but I would say more like an XCOM light." And Mario and the Rabbids have these weird guns and they're in the same universe. And it's just weird and wacky and I hope it's fun. I have high hopes for it to be fun because we need something just weird to play. I just need something weird to play, honestly. I need it. I need it for my soul. <laughs> uh, well, also, we got uh, coming up, we got the Pokken re-release, which I don't know a lot about. I know it's Tekken and Pokemon crossover. And if you're into that type of thing, I'm sure you're stoked for that. <laughs> not my not my cup of tea but the next week next month after that we got mario which is in october and of course i'm excited for mario i've been i've been loving mario since i was a baby basically and i'm sure a lot of people have been their whole lives playing mario as well and for me every time there's one of these 3d marios is when i get the most hyped up because in mario 64 is my favorite one of my favorite i would say mario 64 and super mario world are kind of tied for my favorite marios but when it comes to 3d marios super mario 64 and the galaxy games are amazing they're just they're groundbreaking they're they're always something new in every single one of those and they always think of some of the most creative 
puzzles and the most creative worlds that you can experience and i don't think they're gonna disappoint on this one because this hat mechanic where you can take over creatures looks really awesome and then they have these weird 2d pixel worlds the kind of like link between worlds where you can go into the wall and be 2d mario that looks insane it's like they, it's like they had this brainstorming meeting right where all these mario exe- um mario execs or nintendo executives sat down all right let's think of some mario ideas for the new mario game and they just started yelling stuff oh what if he's in the real world oh what if he was in this weird looking pikmin world oh what if that he what if he is in this weird cool looking forest oh guys guys what if he has a hat and he could throw it and it makes monsters, you can c- control the monsters. Oh my god, this sounds cool, you can do this and that. Oh, also, what if you went to a desert but it was frozen and you had to figure out why? What? Why not? Oh, what if Mario could become a dinosaur? Cool, why not? I, I'm just hyped for Mario. I think about it probably almost every single day. It's my number one anticipated game this year. So... Just knowing that in the first year for the Switch, we have a Mario game that's probably going to be amazing. And we already know that the Zelda game was probably game of the year. That's one of the game of the years. And probably the best Zelda game ever almost. I would say it's up there. Like it, It's probably top three Zelda games. It's probably going to be up there with Link Between... Well, I would say Link Between Worlds, Link to, Link to the Past, and Ocarina, and then... Breath of the Wild, they're all kind of on the same level for me, at least. I love all those games. So, the Switch, guys, it's it's such a beautiful little thing. And I'm so happy that Nintendo's finding success with it. I hope that the production actually ramps up and people actually can get their hands on it. Because I feel like I got my money's worth when it comes to the Switch. And I feel like there's a lot of quality stuff coming out for it. And I feel like it's worth your time to own one. If you love gameplay... And you love just pure fun. I think the Switch is for you. Um, like I said, there are problems. There's no virtual console announcements yet. Really, they have some kind of like, oh, we're going to do a subscription plan for the online. The online sucks. Honestly, it's terrible. <laughs> like, uh, playing Splatoon online is fine. Just the voice chat part of it and not being able to easily voice chat. Like, I wish they would have put a mic on the actual Switch. They had a mic on the the 3ds and the wii u but why not put one on the switch pad so you can just be holding the either even put it in the game uh the pro controller put a little mic in there and you can talk into it i mean come on like i don't know they could have they could figure out a better way to do the voice chat i wish i really hope they do but knowing nintendo they probably don't really care too much about it but anyway we always have discord or you know skype or whatever to talk to people so it's not the end of the world so yeah, I don't know why I went to the negative part. I'm trying to wrap this up, I think. <laughs> but the Switch is actually one of my favorite consoles I own right now, uh, currently. I mean, it kind of you know flip-flops what my favorite consoles are. Uh, but what I'm playing right now and what I've been enjoying the most is my Switch. So just thinking, you know, it has such a great lineup coming up and we don't know what really what's going to happen after november and i hope they have they will they'll definitely have a nintendo direct before the end of the year to say okay mario's done and here comes six more other games that you're going to be excited for coming into 2018 and we're going to be hyped up and we're going to enjoy it so i'm looking forward to the future of the switch because i hope they keep this momentum going and and um if they don't oh well it was a fun ride at the the first few months. That would be sad. But I don't think they're going to drop the ball. I think they're going to keep going. And we're going to see a lot of great stuff from Nintendo going forward. And also, I didn't want to talk about the Super Nintendo cancellations from Walmart. The SNES Classics. I did not want to talk about that. I keep seeing a lot of people talk about it. It sucks that... People pre-ordered from Walmart and then Walmart canceled. It really sucks. They should have uh, let people have their Switches because they put the money down and everything. But, you know, I'm not going to go into that. That's going to be one of those topics that's going to be over-talked about on YouTube and stuff. So I kind of wanted to avoid that this week. It's a sad story, but hey, it is what it is. And I hope people who are looking for Super Nintendo Classic get it. 
I don't know why I even started talking about that, but let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, I feel like I kind of rambled a little bit here and there. Honestly, this is the second time I did this recording because the first time I botched it and there was no audio. So you guys could have looked at me, but you wouldn't have been able to hear anything. Um, so I record, I redid it and I actually feel like I added a little bit more to this one this version of the recording it's pretty much similar so i like this idea that i'm doing now for the podcast for frantic thoughts we got three segments each week and we're in and out and it's just a little bite-sized podcast you can listen to when you got 30 minutes to an hour i love it so every week what's happening news of interest and topic of the week that's how it's going to be from now on. If you guys have any more to- uh, topics or segments that you might like to see, like I have thought about doing like this week in pop culture and going back 10 years or whatever and seeing what kind of cool stuff happened. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm <clears throat> there's ever always going to be stuff for me to talk about for that because I know a lot of stuff about the past, but I don't know. I'm not like a buff on pop culture stuff. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I, I like the three top, three topics for now, or three segments for now. So I'm going to stick to that. We're going to try it for a few weeks. We're going to see how it goes. And I think that's about it for this week. The podcast has been officially put on iTunes. You can find me on iTunes. Um, I host my podcast on Podbean. So it's frantic.podbean.com. Uh, you can find an RSS feed there. You can also find me on iTunes. And you can also find me on Stitcher. I got myself on Stitcher a couple days ago. So that's cool. So if you made it this far and you listened to my rambling for this long, please let me know. Uh, Tweet me at Frantic Society. It's Frantic and S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. And um, on Twitter, follow me there. Uh, I tweet about some dumb stuff. But uh, there's updates on the channel. And then mostly it's about gaming and... Just what well, I'm interested in. It's, I have a good time tweeting over there. Uh, leave a comment down below if you're on YouTube. And leave a rating if you're on iTunes. I would appreciate it a lot. It'll get it out there for more people to see. I I don't do this for money or anything. This is my hobby. So I would like more people to share with my hobby. And share with, you know, just... I, would, I just want more people to hear it. So... Putting it out there and helping me out by giving me a little ratings here and there and comments helps out a lot. Just if you have time. <laughs> and if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry I'm rambling here at the end, but I do what I do. Thank you for watching this episode of Frantic Thoughts, and I'll catch you next week, guys. See ya. Bye. Love you. <laughs>